Yesterday in Ohio's 12th congressional district, there was a special election. The Republican won by 1,754 votes. Many people on the left, many Democrats are furious, blaming the Green Party and saying pretty horrible things about them because they believe the Green Party cost them this election, that by voting for the Green Party, they took votes away from the Democrats who then lost. However, the Green Party candidate only got 1,120 votes. So even if every single person who voted Green voted for the Democrats, the Democrats still would have lost. To me, this is a sign of the authoritarian tendencies of many people associated with the left. And don't get me wrong, I think there are many people associated with the right who are authoritarian as well, but because the news today is the special election in Ohio, I'm going to talk about various instances where I believe the left is moving into authoritarianism, including the banning of Alex Jones and the response to Twitter's decision to keep them on the platform, Antifa street battles, and I guess the question I have is, just why do these people on the left think the Green Party cost them this election. The Washington Examiner has the story, Ohio's special election pushes Green Party into Twitter's trending topics. The razor-thin margin between Republican Troy Balderson and Democrat Danny O'Connor in the special election in Ohio's 12th Congressional District drove the Green Party to the top of Twitter's trending topics late Tuesday. Comedian Kathy Griffin was just one of the social media services users who criticized Green Party voters in the formerly safe Republican district, which saw Balderson leading O'Connor by less than 1,800 votes late Tuesday. Green Party candidate Joe Manchik garnered 1,120 votes. And we can see the breakdown here from the New York Times, with 101,574 above Danny O'Connor's 99,820. The 0.6% that Joe Manchik received would not be enough to give Danny O'Connor the victory. This is a really close race. And there are some people saying that many votes haven't been counted yet. So it's too soon to call. We should wait. And I think that's fair. When your margin is only a couple hundred or maybe a couple thousand votes, then we probably should chill out a little bit, see what happens when the dust settles. But how do you think many high profile personalities on the left are responding? They're not responding too well. They're saying pretty horrible things, pretty strange things. And in my opinion, kind of authoritarian things. Kathy Griffin said, Green Party voters, no one is saying you can't vote for your candidates, but don't tell me you care about the environment if you know your vote will make the difference between a Dem winning over a Republican and you still choose to vote for your candidate who has no chance of winning. Charlotte Clymer said, if a house is engulfed in flames, you can always rely on the Green Party to stand on the sidelines and yell at the folks working their asses off to put out the fire that they're not holding the water hose the right way. Here we have a feminist writer from ShareBlue saying, Dear Green Party, I hate you. Seeing all of these high-profile individuals attack people for not voting the way they wanted is worrisome, especially when you consider the Democrat wouldn't have won anyway. But what do you think is going to happen later on? Do you think the Green Party voters are going to be convinced to vote for a Democrat after being berated, yelled at, insulted, and told that you are hated by these people? There are many principles the Democrats do not believe in. And there are principles the Green Party does believe in. So if you're someone who voted for the Green Party, I get it. You want someone who adheres to certain values, like not taking corporate money and wanting to upset the establishment. So there are a lot of people that don't care the Republican got elected because they view the Democrats and the Republicans as almost the same thing. If you want to convince a Green Party voter to vote Democrat, screaming, I hate you, insulting them and telling them to F off is not the way to do it. But it seems like this is the strategy of the mainstream Democrats. They're upset with people for voting for Donald Trump, Trump in swing states. So what do they do? They insult Trump supporters. They call them racists, bigots, attack them, call them too far gone and ignore them. But that's not how you build a cohesive society. That is authoritarian behavior, okay? Because if you're not willing to talk to someone and say, hey, this is why we should work together, what's the alternative? 
forcing them to do something. If you believe you can impose rules on others with coercive force, with manipulation or physical force, yeah, you're an authoritarian. You want these people to adhere to your authority without choice. But it gets worse because they're not just saying, I hate you. They're also saying you're all Russians. And I'm not exaggerating. Alyssa Milano said, you know what sucks? Because of our unwillingness to pass policy that protects our election integrity, I immediately think the Green Party votes tonight are Russian meddling. Why else would anyone cast a protest vote in Ohio when there's so much at stake? There's a million reasons someone would cast a vote for the Green Party. By calling it a protest vote, you're insulting and denigrating those who would vote Green Party. There are legitimate reasons to oppose the Democrats and not support the Republicans. But she's acting like the only reason someone would vote for the Green Party is because they're protesting. Not true. Maybe some people just want to stand up for their principles in the face of the Democrats. But to imply that they're also Russians is also insane because people always vote for the Green Party. The Green Party's been around forever. The Green Party's been a huge issue. This argument that the Green Party takes votes away from the Democrats has been going on forever. But maybe these people don't realize that Green Party voters would never vote for a Democrat. I would probably vote Green Party before I would vote Democrat at all. And I can imagine there's probably a lot of people that would say they're either going to vote for the Green Party candidate or not vote. You can't assume simply because they vote green, they would support the Democrats. That's a ridiculous argument. Palmer Report said Trump supporters are deranged enough to think he's doing a good job. Green Party voters know Trump is destroying everything, yet they choose to vote in a way that hands him more power. Therefore, Green Party voters are even worse than Trump supporters. Even worse than Trump supporters. This is a guy who said he thinks that Trump supporters are deranged. And because the Green Party is conscious of what Trump is doing, they're worse. Because you don't line up with them, they're going to attack you, insult you, accuse you of being a Russian. I assure you, this is not the way to convince people to come to your side and vote where you want them to vote. But look, is this really surprising to anybody? Antifa shows up to events, to rallies, where not a whole lot happens. And they throw mortar shells, they throw bags of bodily fluids and rocks and bottles at police. And then when the police move in on them, like we saw in Portland, the narrative becomes the police helped the fascists. When in reality, the fascists, the right wing side, were having calm and peaceful discussions with anti-Trump protesters. So look, I've been to many of these protests. And even by saying this, they're going to accuse me of being a proto-fascist or, or a sympathizer. But as much as there were deplorable behaviors and insults coming from the right, you had people like Tiny wearing a shirt that said, you know, Pinochet did nothing wrong, which is detestable. You had people wearing right-wing death death squad shirts. Yeah, that's awful. But they were talking with anti-Trump protesters, right? And so on the other side, they were throwing things at police. They were blocking the streets. They had weapons. Both sides had weapons to a certain extent. I don't know who had more. One side was bigger. The anti side was much bigger. But any of us shows up to these rallies where a bunch of people are in a park, minding their own business, talking, and whatever they believe, some of it's deplorable, but they're not fighting people, they're not causing violence. And then the narrative becomes, it's the conservatives, it's the right-wing side who is violent and seeking violence. Now, because there wasn't violence from the right-wing side, they're saying it was PR. You've got reporter reporters from the Daily Beast saying it was a PR stunt, to, trying to make the fascists look good. When they realized that Joey Gibson is half Japanese and there are many minorities on the Proud Boys side, they said, oh, this is racists embracing a new kind of diversity. But why? how are they racist if they're supporting mixed race and minority individuals? Perhaps the narrative isn't true. 
Perhaps there are people on the left who simply want to lie to manipulate, who are going to call you names, insult you, say they hate you, call you a Russian because you don't vote the way they want you to. They're going to show up wearing black masks and goggles and physically attack you, insult you, and lie about you because you don't believe the things they want you to believe. And then you have the instance of Alex Jones. When Twitter says that Jones didn't violate any of their terms of service and doesn't ban them, people then attack Twitter. Let me give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Virtual Shield. Virtual Shield is a virtual private network service that helps keep your data safe, be it from the government, a hacker, anybody who wants to spy on your information. A VPN is going to help obfuscate your data and make it much, much harder. For a limited time, they're offering their IdentiSafe service for free. You can enjoy 12 months of online security from the world's easiest and fastest VPN for only $57.50 plus. Get one year free of their exclusive IdentiSafe software. For those that are interested, the link will be in the description below. Huffington Post, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey called out on his own website over Alex Jones' decision. Alex Jones is seriously the hill you want your integrity to die on? Dorsey said it's not up to Twitter to disown him, referring to Alex Jones. It's on everyone else. It's critical journalists document, validate, and refute such information directly so people can form their own opinions, Dorsey wrote. This is what serves the public conversation best. That stance didn't go over well on his own platform. I'm not going to read through all of these tweets, but suffice it to say there are many people who are arguing that Twitter should remove Alex Jones because he spreads lies. And I've talked a million times why I'm concerned about this. Because who gets to decide what the truth is? That's not a good thing. That's centralization of power. So going back to the idea of the left having a problem with authoritarianism, they believe in some kind of centralized belief structure or action should be taken against certain individuals. Authoritarianism is broad, right? The general idea is that everyone adheres to an authority without choice. It's the opposite of libertarianism, where the individual has the right to freely move about and do what they want to do so long as they don't harm others. If you're authoritarian... You likely believe that you have the right to impose rules on other people without their consent. Whereas the more libertarian position, I'm talking about the top-bottom political compass, libertarians believe that people have to agree to things. Now there's the left and right spectrum where left libertarian is people vote democratically on how things should function, and right libertarianism leans more towards free markets where we can just buy and trade as, as we see fit. But then you have the authoritarian spectrum where they say, do as you're told or else. And now we can see the tendencies coming from the left in this issue. The Green Party did not cost the Democrat the election, but they're going to attack you anyway. They're going to insult you. They're mad that Donald Trump won. So what do they do? They insult, they attack, and they physically attack. Even outside of Antifa, there were many protesters showing up to Trump conventions beating people. And I was there and I watched all of this. When did any of the Trump supporters show up to Bernie or Hillary rallies and attack people? They didn't. Not once. Now, there's absolutely violence among the left and the right, and a lot of people get angry when, when I say this, say, Tim, stop equating the two. And I'll say this. It is true, at least uh, to, to, as far as my research goes, when you Google search something like, you know, Trump supporter and attacked, you find overwhelmingly the stories are about people wearing Trump hats or being Trump supporters getting attacked. There are a couple instances where people wearing Trump hats attacked others. It happens. But when we talk about the difference in violence, there are extremists on the right who commit acts of terror. And I call them right because they're nationalists and traditionalists, and it's, it's hard to really define what left and right means because it's kind, of, it's kind of nebulous sometimes. But it exists. The difference is, when I cover mainstream politics, when I'm talking about run-of-the-mill America, the left is oppressive to the right. In October of 2017, Vox produced this video, YouTube's messy fight with its most extreme creators, where they talk about how there are people who produce hate speech on the platform. 
In the video, they show Stefan Molyneux, Lauren Southern. I'm not sure who this is, but you've got Gavin McInnes behind here. You've got Mark Dice, Stephen Crowder, Alex Jones, Luke Rudkowski, and Paul Joseph Watson. I understand the argument they're making against InfoWars. They're claiming that he gets way too close to advocating for violence. They call it hate speech. Paul Joseph Watson, very critical of Islam and critical of the trans community, as is Lauren Southern. So if you want to call that hate speech, okay, I understand that. But when they bring in Steven Crowder, who's actually rather tepid, he's more of just a moderate, conservative voice, and he's rather respectful in most instances. Or Luke Rudkowski, when they say conspiracy theorists, but Luke Rudkowski's content has been featured on the front page of Yahoo News, Al Jazeera, and AOL.com because he's done actual reporting where he's questioned people. Don't get me wrong, I think Luke can do some pretty fringy content. But when he interviews politicians at the Democratic conventions, that's just mainstream news reporting. The reason I bring this up is that Vox tweeted this out just the other day in response to the banning of Alex Jones, saying it's not just Alex Jones, it's also these people. The people on the left, mainstream left, people at Vox, who call themselves social justice warriors, as this individual does who made this video, want to ban certain speech because they disagree with it. One example they use is a calm video from Jared Taylor, who is a racist, who is a white nationalist, and argues about race realism. He says that's clearly hate speech, but YouTube's going to have to figure it out. I absolutely disagree with Jared Taylor. I don't like racism or racists, but he's not saying he hates people. He's arguing for his point of view, and you disagree with it. Now, I don't necessarily like the argument he's, that he's making. I don't think that people have to support any of these individuals, but I'm worried about a future where when someone tries to present an argument, you call it a hateful argument, and you remove them from the platform. Think about what that means for civil rights. There was a point where civil rights was considered to be degenerate, hateful, and shouldn't be allowed in public discourse, and people were attacked because of it. We don't want to go back to that. And I think that's why so many people call this the regressive left. They want to restrict certain speech because they disagree with the arguments. Well, that can only lead to one future, where your arguments get shut down. But let me know what you think in the comments below. There's a bunch of different subjects here, but typically I think we have authoritarian tendencies among the left. That's rather concerning to me. So comment, let me know what you think. We'll keep the conversation going. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. And I'm going to have a bunch more videos up on my second channel at youtube.com slash timcastnews starting at around 6 p.m. So thank you all so much for watching, and I will see you all next time.